come to the continent without women, expecting to take what they could of the natural resources, get rich quickly, and go home. The London merchants who invested in colonies and encouraged settlement soon realized men alone could not sustain a colony, and began sending women. Among the brave women who accepted the challenge was Eleanor White Dare, who gave birth to a daughter, Virginia, in 1587, not long after arriving on Roanoke Island in what is now North Carolina. Eleanor arrived with her husband and about 115 other settlers, only to find that a handful of men left there earlier had all died or disappeared. Virginia was the first white Christian girl born among the British colonists. Eleanor's father, John White, returned to England to get more provisions. When he could finally find passage back three years later, the Roanoke Island settlers had all disappeared, and to date, no one has learned their fate. Jamestown was founded in 1607 with 104 men. About a year later, the first women, Mistress Anne Forrest and her maid, Anne Burris, reached Jamestown. More women came in 1609. When the settlers ran out of provisions and began starving, at least one woman may have become a victim of cannibalism. In 1619, 90 English women came to Jamestown on one ship, sold, reportedly by their own consent, to settlers as wives for the price of their transportation. Eleanor Flexner, the author of Century of Struggle, The Woman's Rights Movement in the United States, reflected on the prospective bride's circumstances. Perhaps the knowledge that each would find a husband among the several hundred bachelors eagerly awaiting them made up for the subsequent hardships, but they cannot have found life easy. Virginia was only a toehold in the wilderness, fighting an unceasing war against plague, encroaching vegetation, and the Indians, who bitterly resented the white influx. Native women had borne the brunt of European exploration of the New World, exploited, stripped of land, and exposed to deadly diseases. Pocahontas, the adolescent daughter of a powerful chief, Powhatan, was even kidnapped by the English after befriending and feeding the newcomers at Jamestown. She was soon married off to an Englishman, John Rolfe, probably in an effort to cement peace between her people and the newcomers. When the Mayflower landed in Massachusetts, after going off course as it headed for Virginia in 1620, 18 married women, three of them pregnant, and 11 girls were among its approximately 100 passengers. One woman drowned, perhaps having flung herself overboard while the ship was still in dock. Only four of the adult women survived the first winter. The first European women to arrive faced horrendous conditions in a strange and wild land where they had to help do some of the physical labor of clearing land, planting, and raising livestock. Conditions in the new colonies created new domestic work. Women produced goods that were not available in their new homeland, cloth, garments, soap, shoes, candles, and other necessities they might have purchased at home in England. This role was in addition to cooking, washing, and caring for children. 
For men, the hardships of exploring, hunting, and fishing often proved fatal, leaving many women widowed with children to feed. Disease, famine, and childbirth in primitive conditions, not to mention invasions from native people opposed to the encroachment, also took their toll. Widowed women sometimes carried on their husband's business or took up trades of their own. These changes in women's roles began to give women in the New World a value that was more on par with the men, especially as the frontiers pushed west. Soon it became apparent, however, that even with the women's help, the British colonists simply were too few in number to meet the labor demands of creating a new economy and building the infrastructure of a nation. They required indentured servants, and eventually enslaved labor to fill the void. Some of the indentured came willingly, perhaps to a...